Since you've been diagnosed with breast cancer, have you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, why did this happen to me? Well, you're not alone. I did too. But this is a time when you're given two choices. One, you let those four nasty words that you've been told you have breast cancer stop us from living. Or two, we can take what we're being given to us and use it as fuel on our path to healing, growth, self-discovery, and to bring out the best of us and become the hero of our journey while we get to inspire others to do the same. Join my inspiring guests and me on our mission to help women just like you with what we discovered on our hero's journey through breast cancer. This is a place where we share all the tools and knowledge we've learned to develop the courage, resilience, mindset and self-love needed to start living your full life like you might never have done before. I am Grace DeAngeli and I welcome you to Breast Cancer Hero's Journey Podcast. Welcome home. Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode. Today I really want to go into into debt, exactly what I mean by when I say the part of my healing journey I did in Peru um, with some, you know, um, plant medicine. So what that is, it's obviously working with shamanic practice. And I happened to be in Peru a couple of months prior to being diagnosed and I literally got diagnosed and jumped on a plane. So I really wanted to go into depth what it really does for you. Um, and, you know, I hope you're listening to this with an open mind. It's it's disclaimer. It's not what I'm suggesting you do, but it's something that I did do. And, uh, you know, and why it's important to in the healing process. So if you're not too familiar with it or if you've heard of it, um, a lot of people go and do some plant medicine work with some shamans over there. Now, the thing is with me, I, I worked with a shaman or a teacher who's pretty much been in the, who's been doing this sort of work since he was the age of 11. And he, you know, he was, he sort of had a feeling something was going on when I met him, probably a prior to going back about a month before, but we didn't say anything because I wasn't sure. All I got told at the time was, uh, when you come back from your holidays, we have to do a biopsy. So I wasn't sure what I had. So I wasn't going to put it out there. And, um, and it was quite interesting because when I met him the first time, he, you know, he did say to my husband in Spanish, um, he said, we have to work on your wife. I don't know why, but we have to do some work on your wife. And as again, we didn't say anything because as I didn't want to put it out there. Uh, he did some work on me, but he didn't know why. Uh, only to go back, you know, I was sort of looking at what days. And I think it's almost about uh, a good three weeks after because we continued our journey in Peru and, and went sightseeing before I got home and did the biopsy and everything else. So I really wanted to touch base on what exactly it is when you say that you do shamanic work because the thing is with shamanic work, it can get, you know, it's it's just so liberated out there. The word is just used for everything and anything. And, you know, a lot of people will, you will tell you, I do, you know, I'm a shaman after doing a course. I did a course, you know, online 
for about a year. So now I'm a shaman um, or someone's done, you know, a weekend course and they're a shaman. So you've got to be really mindful if you happen to take this path and you want to continue and, and find out some more about the healing. You really find out the lineage of, you know, the person, you know, who are they? Where did they start from? Who are their teachers? Where are they getting taught? How many times do they do the work themselves? Because it's not just a matter of, oh, well, I've done it once. Now I can go and help other people. It doesn't work that way. So, um, I put my trust in not only in my husband, but I put my trust in my teachers. And between him, his wife and his son, there's more than 170 years of experience. But I still trusted them with what I had. I thought, well, you know, you you are known to help people heal. So I'm coming to you. Now, I'm not here to say that I was expecting a, you know, a, a magic pill. He was going to do his work and then I'll be all done and dusted. I needed to do work myself as well. So don't forget that no matter what type of treatment you decide to do, or no matter what type of healing you decide to do, you need to do the work as well. Don't just wait for the magic pill. So the shaman itself, you know, who what it is, is, you know, he connects with the spirit of the plants. When I say plant medicine, you know, drinking plant medicine, it's particular trees in the jungle. And each plant, there's documentaries about this where each plant is actually used for some type of medicine one way or another. Um, and in my case, when we contacted him, um, I didn't know what sort of medicine work I'll be doing or what I, you know, what he wanted had for me. So what he did was he actually, um, he did this brew made out of six different plants and he called them the six doctors. Now he did tell us what those plants were, but unfortunately I can't remember it and neither can my husband. But what he does is he uses the plants to, to detoxify the person and he uses it in a way that it's he has un, you know he has access to the unconscious of you know level of of the person you know so what happens is in my case um and this is why I want to be honest and specific what I did and what and what he did for me so uh, when I got there um the first thing we had to do is start eating cleaner so lots of sugar was taken out, lots of sweet stuff, lots of fried stuff. I remember having just bland rice, tomato, uh, boiled carrots and boiled fish and things like that or, 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 or chicken. It was between chicken and fish that it was getting, you know, changed to. And what we did is we actually would have to have that, you know, that's what we were eating. So what we did is we ate that. And I would go to see our maestro. We would be taken by motor car. Now, the thing is, please don't think that this guy was in this beautiful temple or this beautiful home surrounded by all this, you know, I don't know. Some some people get the, the image of something holistic where, you know, incense are burning and there's beautiful music playing and, you know, there's a beautiful rug and you get to sit there. It's not like that. I'm in this house that when I think back of it, it just, you know, I can, I, I, I'm looking at a picture as we speak and this thing was made out of pieces of wood that I wouldn't even know what you call the wood, the one that you can easily break right through. Uh, the roof was made out of tin. 
So it was extremely hot, extremely hot. And you think, how do these people live like this? The floors were wooden, but we're not talking floor, you know, wooden floorboards or anything like that. We're talking just wood floors, wood, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, uh, walls and a tin roof all open, no windows, no glass windows. You've got windows, of course, you know, the, the shape of the window, but there was no glass windows, plastic chairs, plastic furniture, like an outdoor setting furniture. So this is the environment where I was going to do the work, because what I believe is when you go to do the work, no matter what work you try and do, no matter what healing, don't worry about all the glitz and glamour. That's not what I've liked. If you really want to do the work, you'll do it, whether it's in you know, under a tree in the forest, or in my case, a, a rundown um, third world area of Peru where the person is truly healing you. Um, so what I did was I had to have the medicine twice a day. So I would have it in the morning and at night as well. So I would, you know, I would drink it from a small cup. He would give it to me. And then with that, he would start doing you know, what they call um, an ikaros, which is a plant prayer. So he would pray over me. He would also smoke a, um, a mapacho, which is a sacred tobacco, and he would do what he would need to do. Now, the, the thing was with the same medicine, his wife would put that on me externally. So she would t uh, uh, pop it on some cotton wool and damp it on my breast, my left breast in this case. And she did that every day. Now, every day I was allowed to shower, but I was not allowed to shower my breast. So, um, you know, I'm being specific because I really want you guys to really understand what I did, you know, not just some guy did some waving of a fan or something or some smoke and it was game over. Um, and what happened was by day three, I remember feeling very, very ill. And what it was, it was the sickness that you bring up. But I also started journeying because a lot of things, a lot of emotions were coming up. A lot of things that were unresolved were coming up. Um, you know, I was going through a detox of, of the mind. I was purging, I, was, I guess I was purging the sickness, but I was also purging the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions that I had suppressed for so long. So I was doing all of that process. And you know, we did this for 14 days straight. So for 14 days straight, I was not, and as I said, it was extremely hot. I wasn't allowed to go in the pool. I could, but up to my waist, um, where we were staying, we were staying at a, at a, at a local hotel. Um, and we would get driven twice a day to do this work. Now there were times when he would do a certain technique where what he does is he actually, um, he actually sucks the sickness out of you. Now, when I say that, he would he would be on my collarbone um, and he would suck the sickness out across my forehead. He would suck the sickness out because he believed that there was something there and he needed to remove it. And I knew there was something there because I've been tested. So this is where I, I say that Western medicine, you need Western medicine as well as holistic medicine, because I knew there was something there because they showed me and he knew there was something there because he felt it. Um, and so with the guidance, under his guidance, so it wasn't just some guy doing something he wanted to do. So under his guidance, 
I was connecting to Mother Earth. I was connecting to the medicine. I was connecting to myself. I was really healing myself from the inside out. And um, so it got to the day where there was one day that I was feeling extremely ill and I couldn't get down to where he was. So he came to where I was staying and he did a ritual where he sucked more of the sickness out to the point where, believe it or not, I felt like I had a fever that day. I had a fever overnight. I was having stomach pains. I was really feeling ill and I wasn't sure why. Um, and he came over and he did what he had to do. And within an hour or so, I was actually feeling better. Um, so it was a good day to keep going and still do the medicine. So again, um, I would drink this medicine, this brew of made out of different plant medicines, as well as, you know, the shaman over me doing some prayers over me, doing blowing and clearing the energy, clearing, constantly clearing the energy around me. And, um, and his wife would administer the, you know, the medicine on the outside of my breast. So fast forward today, I think it was the last day. And, um, what he did was he um he he did a he did a type of ritual that uh he had a bucket I'll never forget this because he had a bucket with a little bit of water in it and he started to do the you know the prayer over me and then he was doing the sucking of the sickness out of me and at one stage I actually heard him vomit and it was behind me, of course, so I couldn't see and I didn't want to turn around. And I remember bursting into tears because I thought, what did he get rid of? Like, what exactly did he get rid of? And I knew something left because I felt it myself. Now, the thing was, you probably say, well, that's that's what you believe in. And yeah, we all believe in something. And I believed that I was going to take my chance and, I'm, and I was going to do whatever it takes to heal. And... I remember when I got back to Australia, and I'm, I'm obviously giving you the short story here. Um, so I get back to Australia and we have another, you know, ultrasound and the doctor's like, it's still there, it's still there, it hasn't, you know, it hasn't shrunk, it hasn't shrunk. And I thought, wow, wow, isn't that crazy? Because you think, you know, you give your, you you put your faith I'm not saying all of it, but you put your faith in other people to help you. And this is why it's important to help yourself as well, because people can help you, but to a certain extent, they'll do the best they can with what they have. And I remember us contacting our teacher over in Peru and we let him know that, um, that it was still there, you know, hadn't, hadn't shrunk or anything like that. And I'll never forget the words that he said. And he said to my husband, oh, no, 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 the sickness is gone. The, just the shell is there. The sickness is gone. And, you know, that was like prior, it's still, it's probably still uh, two months before I actually finally decided to get operated. And I remember you know, because we kept in contact with him because I, you know, I, I would still do the, the other, you know, rituals that he, he, uh, he, he, uh, showed me how to do and stuff, which was the smudging, the cleansing of the air with the Palo Santo and the sage and cleansing of the energy and things like that. I continued with my journal. And of course I continued looking at other ways to heal myself as well. And, um, and if you fast forward to two months, I remember when I got operated um, that that night, 
my husband received a phone call at about 7.20 that night here in Melbourne. And it was quite interesting because he looked at his watch and he thought, well, it's early in the morning in Peru. Why, why are they calling me? And um, he spoke to our teacher over there and our teacher actually said to my husband, oh, I just wanted you to let you know that your wife's going to be fine. They're not going to find anything. It's going to be fine. And, um, and what happened was my husband said, well, it's quite funny you should say that because she's getting operated as we speak. We decided to go through with the operation. Now at 7.30, my surgeon rang and um, said to my husband, you know, everything went well, but we couldn't find it. You know, we just couldn't find it. We did a 10 centimeter auxiliary clearance, but we couldn't find it. So what that was, it was that it was had shrunk that much that they just found such a small amount of it, but she didn't want to take the risk. So she did a 10 centimeter clearance around it, which I'm grateful for too, as well. And it's quite interesting because I remember thinking to myself, wow, the healing takes so much more than just the treatment. It takes, and I always mention this because what it is, is being in that environment really humbled me. It made me go within. It made me start looking within and start working within to myself as well. And I did that so much, you know, and I got rid of a lot of things that were hurting me, things, feelings and emotions and thoughts and all that that were hurting me. They weren't they weren't healing me. They were actually hurting me. And part of the journey to Peru actually really helped me do that. Um, and I remember doing another type of, you know, plant medicine work, uh, you know, just before that, you know, and I remember it telling me, you did this, you got to fix it. You know, it was that internal dialogue. And I remember thinking to myself, that's exactly right. I did this. This is me. This isn't someone else that gave me this cancer. This isn't an external person that gave me the cancer. It was me. And what I mean by that is because I, I, I've been reading a lot and, you know, people are saying, you know, the moment I got diagnosed, I divorced my husband, I left my job, things like that. Yes, it could have made a difference, but it's because you allowed that feeling, you allowed that emotion, because if you didn't allow it, you didn't have to leave your job. You didn't have to leave your husband because you would have reconciled what wasn't working. But what happens is we get to the point in our lives where we go, well, we can't, you know, you're the reason. We try and put the external blame on everything else. And I did the same as well. I absolutely blamed everything around me, you know, my environment, the way I was stressed. And of course, these these all play a part. But it was well, if I wasn't stressed, I wouldn't have created it. If I didn't like, if I did love my job, I wouldn't have created that emotion of hate and resentment. If I didn't resent my husband and I loved him dearly, I wouldn't have that anger and jealousy against him and things like that. So it really comes down to how you, how you heal yourself. You know, what thoughts and feelings and emotions you decide to take in. Um, and that's one of the things that really helped me when I did this work you know, um, over in Peru, you know, as well as here, but I, you know, um, and I really worked with it very closely. I, I allowed myself to heal from the inside out. And I really wanted to share this part because I know I touch on it here and there, but I really wanted to share with you what I took, what, what, you know, 
what I decided to do. And this is only one of the processes. And I'll definitely be mentioning, you know, in the next episode, uh, another, you know, journey I went on as well. Uh, just be, this is all happening before I got operated. Of course, these are the things I decided to do and try. So I just really wanted you guys to realize that this is a path I took. This is a path I decided. Even with my dream team around, I, I did my research and this is a path I wanted to take. And again, this is all disclaimer. It doesn't mean you have to do this. I would never, ever recommend any medical because I'm not um, a medical practitioner. So I would never tell you otherwise. I do always, always, always mention that you, regardless what what type of treatment you decide to take, you need Western medicine. You need your doctor. And I ask my doctor to stand beside me and work with me. And to this day, that's exactly what we do. So I'm still, even though I'm cancer free, I don't just blow it in the wind. I still go and get my test done. Whatever test my doctor wants me to have, I do not hesitate. I do not stop her. I do not question it because if it's if it's a test of course that I've never had before I'll do my research but if it's tests that I've had before and we're just checking we're confirming we're triple checking let's do it because as I said and I mentioned it in my other podcast I was picked up on an MRI mine was not picked up on mammogram mine was not pick up picked up on ultrasound so this is the thing I really want to do. You know, I want to make sure that I work with her is because I want to make sure that if she says, Grace, I want you to do a mammogram, ultrasound and a MRI and a full body scan or whatever she asks for, I will do it because I will rather rule out everything than it's slowly underlining, growing or it's forming or whatever it is and we don't pick it up straight away again. So this is why I wanted to share this with you guys. So I really wanted to share my time, uh, part of my journey, my hero's journey in Peru. And, and, you know, and I hope you guys all enjoyed today's episode. I know I love revisiting that story and I leave you guys with so much love and light and wish you all an amazing day. Thank you so much for joining me. I know you could have chosen any other show to spend your time with today and I'm really grateful and humble that you've chosen me instead and I hope I've been able to serve you in any way. You know, I hope this will become your go-to place to help you heal, feel supported and discover yourself along your hero's journey. And if this episode helped you today, please subscribe and share it with someone you know that would benefit from this. As I've learned about my hero's journey through breast cancer, nothing we receive is for us to keep but to be shared. And I hope I can serve you further by sharing some of the tools I've learned along the way. And it's hard for me to share it all in one simple episode. So if you go to www.theangelsofgrace.me forward slash resources right now, you can find a collection of tools that might be exactly what you need to take you on your hero's journey. And given that I don't know if you're listening to this podcast at the start, the middle or the end of the day, I want to wish you an amazing morning, an amazing afternoon or an amazing evening. I am Grace DeAngeli and you listen to the Breast Cancer Hero's Journey podcast. Thanks again for being here. Much love and light.